We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's September 7th, it's 2020, and we have six games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my buddy, Keith Eister. Eister, how's it going, my friend? Oh, man. Just finished watching that NASCAR race, and it, that was a brutal last 20 laps. I was uh, splitting first in both the DraftKings big tournament and the FanDuel big tournament, and then Truex decided to put uh, Chase under the wall. So. Rough end. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Like I, I am. I just. I'm glad that like the preview show for NASCAR is not until Wednesday because um, I get a couple days to calm down. Uh, it, was, it was brutal for me too. I didn't lose as much as you. It was like a four thousand dollars swing for me, which is no like it still stinks. It's just it was it was painful, man. It was painful to watch, but um, it is what it is, and uh, we get we get to we get to make it back today we get to make it back with some baseball getting ready for football um you know we have sports in in full swing right now um nba playoffs going so lots of stuff going on so we got six games and let's get started here uh rays and nationals charlie morton max scherzer any interest here in charlie morton uh no he has not been stretched out he's thrown only two innings in his last two starts coming back from injury so just not enough length there for me yeah, you know, 7300 is a fair price tag for him. But like you said, we really don't know what to expect, you know, pitch count-wise through 36 pitches on the second against the Yankees. Um, so I would guess, like, we see closer to, like, 50-60 here. I don't think we see, like, 80-90. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't hate him in this matchup if it was, you know, not a pitch count thing. 
Um, and then the other side of this game, you know, we have Max Scherzer, you know, going up against Tampa, who is – I feel like they're surprising a lot of people this year just how well they've been playing. He, you know, he's 10-4. He's the highest-priced pitcher on the slate. Um, what are you doing here with Max Scherzer? I'm always going to have at least tournament exposure to Scherzer. Um, he hasn't quite been what he was the last few years, though. Uh, his K rate's down a little bit. Uh, he's at 32%, still really good. Uh, but the walk rate is is concerning, up at 8% this year um, versus about like five last year. So um, he's not quite – I mean, he's still an ace, no doubt about it. But um, I'm not sure you have to play him in cash games. Um, I, I, I will have some tournament exposure, though. Yeah, I think the matchup is okay. Like they they'll have like five or six guys with um, strikeout rates around twenty five percent against left handed pitching or right handed pitching this season. So there is some strikeouts in this lineup, but you know, Lau, Meadows, um, Yoshi, like these guys have some power too. So um, a guy that gives up a lot of home runs, it you know typically, um, it, you know, he's had like two like stellar games this season but outside of those like two games like he just hasn't had like stellar performances like he's not he's not gonna pay off 10-4 with like um a 13 or 15 point game so um i will have tournament exposure i think there's a lot of options we can play in um cash games today so it really is just gonna come down to like what the lineups look like for me um let's talk bats here anything standing out to you for the race no, I'm I'm not going to pick on Scherzer at all. Uh, yeah, like if you home run or two, but that I mean, it, I think there there's other spots we can hunt for home runs. Yeah, like I don't mind if you want to take like a Meadows one off or like a Brendan Lau one off. Like just take one of these power lefties. My issue is like they're not cheap. Like Lau is fifty or fifty six hundred. Meadows is forty four. I, I feel like that's reasonable. Um, so you know, just going to have to kind of see like on this Tampa side, like if there's anybody cheap that has some power, but overall probably not going too crazy here. And then on the Washington side of things, going to have to see what this lineup looks like. Um, you know, Juan Soto, like he's potentially banged up. He wasn't in the lineup Sunday. Um, Harrison's banged up. So like, we're just going to have to kind of see what this lineup looks like. Um, Morton, if he was throwing more pitches, I think he'd be one of the better pitchers on the slate. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, like Soto's been out of the lineup a la- the last couple of days. Uh, Robles has been leading off super cheap. Um, don't mind going back to that. And like, if we're only getting three or four innings out of Morton, I don't mind attacking the middle of the Rays bullpen. Uh, definitely don't want to attack the end of it. But um, I, if it's a more of a bullpen game and we get one of their mediocre relievers in the middle of the game, I think you can target that a little bit. Yeah, uh, moving on. We got the Royals and the Indians, um, Brad Keller against Zach Blizek. Um, any interest here in Keller? Um, I like the price tag. He's, he's cheap. Uh, there, there is another guy down there that I like as much or probably more. Um, Cleveland's not really a team I'm looking to target. Yeah, like my, my biggest issue with Keller is like the, the stats, like they scream regression on this guy. Um, and – you know, we we see regression, like, being screamed all the time for guys that, you know, use a lot of sinkers and stuff like that, um, ground ball guys. But, like, like this guy is sitting with a 1.93 ERA and a 4.87 XFIP. That's almost three points. Like, that's a huge, huge difference. So, I, I 
we'll probably end up on some of these Cleveland bats instead of playing Keller. And um, I actually, you know, looking at the other side, I think Plezik is someone we can definitely play. He's been, you know, stellar this season. He's 7,600. Um, you know, he's gone over 20 fantasy points in three of his four starts and just put up 25 against this team, you know, a week ago. Yeah, he's looked great. Um, this as for a short slate, this this is loaded with pitching. I mean, there there's all kinds of good options here. Um, not, not sure that he's going to be one of my higher own pitchers, but I'm definitely going to have some exposure. Um, this Kansas City offense doesn't scare me, so yeah, I'm willing to take a couple shots on him. Yeah, like you know, you look up and down this lineup. Um, you know. Obviously, we'll have to see what the projected lineup is. Um, you know, we're looking at guys with nobody over 350 Woba um, against right-handed pitching um, as, like, the projected lineup here. So, with Perez on the IL and Soler banged up, like, it's two of their better hitters. Like, you know, Soler got removed after his first at-bat on Sunday. So, I I think that, like, Plezic is one of the better point-per-dollar plays on the slate. And um, as far as, like, the Kansas City bats – I probably won't be playing any of these guys. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, offense is tough to come by, so, uh, but I'm still not targeting Kansas City. Uh, a lot of respect for Plesak, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll play Plesak more than the Royals. Um, any interest in the Cleveland bats here? I do. You mentioned Keller with his uh, sinker ball pitcher, ground balls. He's, he's BABIP dependent, so um, if they can roll a couple singles through, I mean, Cleveland has tons of power, so uh, yeah, I think Cleveland is probably one of the better offenses here. Yeah, and, like, he doesn't use it as much against lefties as he does against righties. Um, you know, he uses sliders a lot more against lefties. Um, and, like, if you start, like, digging into the number, like, Lindor hits sliders really well. Um, you know, almost everybody on this team hits fastballs really well. But, like, you know, even, like, Jose Ramirez hits sliders well. So, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like a great pitch mix for Keller in this spot. Like, I know – that like he just pitches against his team and he just pitched well against them. But I, I feel like that's even more of an advantage to the Cleveland side. Uh, they just saw this guy and their lineup is a lot better than the Royals who just saw Plesic. So I actually like Cleveland here. I think like, you know, Fran Mill, Nyquin, um, Lindor, Ramirez, Santana, all these guys. Santana has been awful this season. Like he's probably like one of the first guys I would leave out of my stack. I know he's cheap, but like he's walked a lot more than he's hit home runs this season. That's for sure. That's kind of been his game the last couple of years here too. Um, I don't think I have anybody else. I, I do like Framil a lot. Like, you know, when you're looking at Keller's numbers, even against righties, like um, a lot of sinkers and Framil hits sinkers really hard. So uh, Yankees and Blue Jays, Jordan Montgomery, Hidgey Ryu. Um, any interest here in Montgomery? Um, he got rocked his last time out. I think it was against Tampa Bay. Um I respect the skills, but there, there's just too much pitching on the slate to to go there today. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to end up on Montgomery. He's been really bad against righties this season. Uh, very small sample size, but that's what we're dealing with. This is a short season. We're dealing with small sample size all year. 387 Woba, 288 ISO, um, you know, 22% K rate, which is fine. Generating still a good amount of soft contact, um, you know, with a changeup cutter, fastball mix, but I think, like, advantage Blue Jays here. Like, they have a lot of right-handed power bats in this lineup and um, kind of like the Blue Jays a little bit, um, especially with this game in that, like, shorter ballpark as well. So, um, Ryu on the other side here, 
like the Yankees, they're still not like a hundred percent healthy. They got some guys back. Um, do you have any interest in Ryu? I think it's a pass for me as well. Uh, the Yankees lineup is a little depleted, but uh, he's at eight five on DraftKings, nine five on FanDuel. Probably just a little too pricey. Um, I, I'd rather pay up for Scherzer, or or we'll talk about Gallon too if I'm if I'm paying up. Yeah, I think Ryu's fine for tournaments. Like the guy has been uber consistent this season. Um, you know, I think it obviously is going to depend a little bit on the Yankees lineup when it comes out like you're just gonna have to kind of look at this lineup and see what we're kind of looking at here like who's in the lineup like if if Frazier's in there if Gary's in there um if Estrada's in there like there's a lot of strikeouts there so like I feel like you're just gonna have to kind of look at this lineup and make a decision on him like is Touchman in there like he's been so bad against lefties this season and we know how good Ryu is against lefties so for me it's just gonna be lineup based I do think he's an interesting tournament play. Um, you know, he's in that like 85 to like 9,900 pitch mark all season. And like, he's only had a couple games under 19 fantasy points. And those were the first two starts of the season. So um, definitely got his footing here with the Blue Jays. And, you know, he's not been bad at all. As far as like the Yankees bats, um, anything standing out to you for the Yankees? Uh, like you said, depends on the lineup. If you get like the lefties, you can't play Gardner, Toshman. If he's in there, can't can't touch that. Um, but I do have some interest in the righties. Uh, Lemayhu leading off uh, Voight with his power. If, if Frazier cracks the lineup, I like him. Uh, Torres has been back. Um, so yeah, I, I do have some interest. The, there's just not a ton of good spots for offense, and and the Yankees have some power. Um. Yeah, like Voight, obviously he has a bunch of power against lefties he's had. Um, you know, Hicks has always hit lefties well. Uh, more of like a base hitter against lefties than like a home run type of guy, but I don't hate him here. Um, if you, and then if you want to go like Frazier or Torres um, to make it like a mini like three-man stack, uh, Mayhew is good against lefties too. So um, on the Blue Jays, obviously like we're going to have to see what this lineup looks like. Hernandez um, dealing with a little rib injury. Bo Bichette getting really close to returning. Um, so like he could potentially be back here. But like Grichik's 4.2K. I love the price on Grichik. I, I think like he is someone we're looking at. Gary L, you know, he hasn't had the best season, but we know like past past stats wise, like he's always been really good against lefties. So and then you got Vlad who has hit lefties really hard this season. So there's a bunch of little power bats here for Toronto. And like, I feel like this is a good spot. You can kind of go home run hunting. Yeah. I, I don't mind the full stack even uh, just from a point per dollar standpoint. It's, it's up there on the top of the slate for me. Uh, you mentioned Gritchick Guerrero. Uh, I, I don't mind Villar uh, depending if, if he's hitting up in the order. Definitely. Uh, it looks like he's projected for about six right now. Um, don't mind a full stack. If, if you can put some righties together. Yeah, like I, I think the full stack is in play. Like we've we've talked about how good pitching is on this slate. There's not a ton of spots to really go to as far as like bats go. And then we have so many pitching options that like it's not hard to kind of make, you know, the bats or pitching work whichever way you want to like, you know, make it work. Like there's so many cheap pitching options that like spending up a little bit at bats is not going to really be a huge issue in this spot. So 
I think that, like, we have three more games that we're going to talk about here in a second. And, like, you could argue almost all these pitchers are in play from these next three games. So, um, we got to find bats somewhere. Like, there's not, like – we could we could potentially see like um, Toronto being chalk here, like and like you know I think the Padres are the chalk stack. We'll talk about them when we get there. Um, but it, it's interesting because like we have all these pitching options and we just don't have a ton of hitting options. Yeah, totally agree. That, I mean, that's just the way this slate is breaking down. You can play pretty much any pitcher on the slate, and it's it's hard to find offense. So I think the Blue Jays are at the top of my list. Now is the time to celebrate. Football is finally back, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, has millions of reasons why you should be excited. To kick off the football season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at a $1 million top prize with a total of $3 million up for grabs this Thursday football contest. Getting in on Thursday night's single-game showdown is easy. All you have to do is download DraftKings using promo code GRIND. Draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. So head to the app now to start making it rain. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using promo code GRIND will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code GRIND for a limited time, new users can get a free shot at $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Enter code GRIND to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That code is GRIND, only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The Diamondbacks and the Giants, we got Zach Gollin against Kevin Gaussman. Um, this game is one of those ones that, like, could end, like, two to one. Um, and we could see some really great pitching here. Uh, let's start with Zach Gollin. Like, what were the Marlins thinking? And I say this all the time, but, man, they really gave him up for hardly anything. So, I, I think, like, we have to be looking at Zach Gollin here. Agreed. I think he's probably your SP1 in, in cash games. Uh, love that 9.2 price tag on DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel, he's more expensive. Probably can't play him as much over there. But uh, he, he's been incredible ever since he came to uh, Arizona. So, yeah, uh, I think he's he's the top pitcher on the slate. Yeah, and, and like, my only, my only concern with Zach Gollin is the win because – his hitters are terrible, and Kevin Gaussman's been pitching great this season. So, you know, that's, like, my only concern with him as far as, like, Fandle goes. Um, and, like, you're paying 10-6 for him. Like, a win is not always needed to take down a tournament or cash games over there. But, you know, we have three really good options over there on Fandle. So, like, you're going to have to kind of decide which one you want to pay up for. Um, or, or you can kind of pay down because there's options there, too. Um, Let's talk – and I've seen, for what it's worth, I've seen a couple sites say that Trevor Richards could pitch um, behind Morton or the other way around, um, and that could free up some bats in that game too. So, um, Kevin Gaussman, like going up against Arizona, we've talked about it time and time again. Like this team ranks in the bottom 10 in WOBA, WRC+, plus, ISO, all this stuff against right-handed pitching this season. Gaussman's been pitching great. He's super cheap. <laughs> like – Play whoever you want if you plug in um, Gaussman at 
Yeah, this is just a, a misprice. Uh, K rate all the way up at 31% this year. Walk rate all the way down at 5%. Uh, I mean, 6.1 is, is egregious. And on FanDuel, he's only 7-7. Play him over there, too. Yeah, I, I think he's in play on both sides. Um, you know, just kind of de- deciding on, like, how you want to approach the slate. I think he's in play on both sides. Um, is there anybody on the Arizona bats that you want here? I don't think so. Um, we've, we've talked about offense being scarce on this slate, but Gaussman has looked incredible and he's, he's no longer someone I'm looking to target. Yeah. Like, oh man, I, the only guy that I think you could realistically make an argument for is Cole Calhoun. Like he's the only guy that I can make an argument for here. And like, it's not even like a super strong argument, but like Galsman throws a lot of splitters against lefties and like Cole Calhoun smashes splitters. So like, like that's my argument. (laughs) Like it's not a strong argument. um, But like, that's the only one that I got here. Cole Calhoun's like 3.5 K super cheap. Um, As far as like the giants go, like Brandon Belt is having a fantastic season. Um, You know, 329 ISO 480 Woba. Um, he's hitting the ball hard a lot, you know, at 60% on the season. Like you can make an argument for him. Yaz Dickerson, but like, you know, they're going to be super low owned and you're not really getting a discount on Yaz or Dickerson here. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It's rough out here. I'm not loving the giants at all either. Um, belt belt, I think is the best play, but outside of that, I'm, I'm not really looking at anyone. Um, yeah, this is just one of those games I hope stays really low scoring. Um, I like both the pitchers in this one. Houston at Oakland, uh, Christian Javier against Frankie Montas. Um, any interest here in Javier? His price, uh, he, his price is just too high for some of the other options that we have here. He's up at 8.2 on DraftKings. Um, Oakland has a ton of power. Uh, I don't think I'll have much interest in Javier. Yeah, uh, you know, my biggest issue with him is he doesn't throw hard enough. You know, you got to throw high heat to beat Oakland. We've, we've talked about it on this podcast so many times. Um, you know, and, and, like, they added La Stella, you know, Oakland did, and, like, he's, like, setting the table now for them. So, like, he's a guy that's not going to strike out a lot. You know, you have the power behind him with Olsen and some of these guys. So, I think that, you know, obviously I think Oakland is a team that I'm going to target on this slate, so I'm going to probably pass on Javier here. And then on the other side, Frankie Montas, like I know Oakland's having a bad season, but I still can't play Montas in this spot. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I just – I like the options above him. I like the options below him. He's just – he's kind of in no man's land. Uh, He is really cheap on FanDuel, Uh, 6'3 on FanDuel. (laughs) Yeah, but Gaussman's like 1,400 more. Like, just play Kevin yeah. Gaussman. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I totally agree. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, looking at the Houston Bats here, I think, like, you have to look at Kyle Tucker and Michael Brantley here. Um, even, like, Springer, I think, you know, Houston. I think this is one of those games that you're going to target from some offense. Um, you know, we'll have to see if, like, I would guess that Chapman's not going to be back. I saw it was like a hip strain and Marcus Simeon is dealing um, with a little bit of a side injury. So like, you know, Tucker's 4.5 K you know, he's a guy that you definitely can look at. Brantley's 3.6. He's, he's just ridiculously cheap. Like always Um, chasing home runs in this one for sure. Yep. I'm with you. Brantley and, and Tucker, definitely the top two plays. Um, 
Houston offense a little bit depleted from what it was, or I, I would might have some interest in the stack. But uh, yeah, probably probably Brantley, Tucker, maybe Springer if you want to get the three man in there. Oakland, um, I, I like Grossman and Olsen a lot here. Uh, I think this is a great spot to target these guys. We look at Javier on the season. 340 Woba against lefties, 236 ISO, 17% K rate, you know, 39.7% hard hit rate with a 40% fly ball rate. Like, give me these two guys that have just been hitting right-handed pitching um, all year. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, I have Listella in there too. Um, I, I think you want lefties against Javier. Um, if you want to go full stack, Canna and Piscotti are okay against righties. Um Offense is scarce on the slate. You got to if, if you're going to full stack, they might be an option just because it's a short slate. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. I think I think Oakland is a team you want to look at here, but um, just kind of you have to temper your expectations on offense on the slate. You might do more like two three stacks and, instead of like full five man stacks on the slate. I was just going to say, as we're going through this, there's not a full stack I love. I mean, we're, we're going to get to the Padres here next, but um, I mean, the Blue Jays from just because of their pricing, you can stack them. But other than the Padres, there's not a team that I, that I really love on the slate. Let's talk about the Padres. We got the Padres and the Rockies. It's Kyle Freeland against Nelson Lametz. Um, we'll start with Freeland here. This is going to be the chalk stack on the slate. Freeland is a guy that's going to go out and generate ground balls. Like he has a negative 11% hard to soft contact ratio against lefties. So you probably don't want to play many lefties against him. Um, but even though he has a high ground ball rate against righties, he gives up a ton of hard contact, has a low strikeout rate. We're not playing Freeland here, right? No, definitely not. Um, and then on the other side, you have Denelson Lamette. You get the you know the Rockies outside of cores. Lamette has shown and flashed upside many many times um, in his short career. What are your thoughts on Lamette? I love Lamette's skills as a pitcher. Uh, I love the high strikeouts. Um, he he doesn't go deep enough, and with Gallon and Scherzer on the slate, he I mean he's basically priced up near them, um, especially Gallon. Uh, Scherzer's a little bit more, but um, I, I love Lamette's skills. I'm not sure that this is a slate with, with all the other options. You know, he is, to me, like, it's just going to have to be, like, an ownership thing. If he's going to be, like, 5% owned um, in some of these, like, top-heavy tournaments, I, I think that's where you kind of would take your shot on him because even though, like you said, like, the the pitch count obviously – is concerning. He is someone that can put up 25 and 90 pitches against any team. So, um, you know, and, and like earlier this season, he put up 37 on 83 pitches. So like, that's the type of ceiling that he has, but it's really just going to be like, what's his ownership going to be? Like, this is a guy that, you know, the last couple of starts was facing the angels and, and, and the Mariners at 98, 9,900. And like he was in consideration. So at 8,800 on a six game slate, I think you just, you have to consider him. Um, if you're playing large field, multi, you know, big tournaments. So um, as far as like the Rockies hitters, Lamette still gives up a ton of hard contact to lefties. Um, and even to righties, he gives up a lot of hard contact. It's He's like a mini, mini Max Scherzer. A lot of contact, hard contact, a lot of strikeouts. Uh, but he's allowed a home run in five straight starts now. Um, do, you, do you home run chase here at all with the Rockies? Yeah, 
I think Blackman is the top play here. Um, just because of the slate, there's not a ton of other options. So uh, that price tag on Blackman is is up there. Where's he at? Five two. Um, but as a one off with power, I think there's just not any other options. So I don't mind chasing that. The only other guy that I want to like point out is like Sam Hillard. Um, Hilliard, he's been like crushing the ball, like very low key. I know a lot of that was done at cores, but um, he's someone that is, is super interesting as like a one-off at 3.4K if you're wanting to, um, you know, just chase a home run or two. Uh, Padres, like they're going to be everybody's favorite stack. They, they should be. They, you know, they're expensive. We have plenty of cheap pitching. It's easy to make them work. Um, Fernando Tatis should be everybody's like top overall play on expert survey tomorrow. Like, like he's the top play on the slate. He's a fly ball hitter with a ton of power against a guy that doesn't strike people out and gives up a lot of power. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't have to go and do it too much, but uh, I think Tatis should be everybody's top play today. Yeah, totally agree. Machado's going to be right there with them in ownership. I mean, they're going to be just ridiculously owned on the slate. They're, they're far and away the best plays on the slate. Uh, Nola as a catcher is a great option. Myers has been hitting the ball really well this year. Um, yeah, the Padres are, are the top stack by a long shot. Yeah, and like I like Austin Nola a lot on FanDuel because like he's a way you can kind of make your stack a little different on FanDuel if you're playing San Diego because people don't like playing catchers on FanDuel. Um, and he's 2.9K. He is equivalent to some of these other guys. Like, he's a guy that, you know, has just as much upside as some of these other guys. So, I think Austin Nola is a great way to make your FanDuel stacks a little different here. Um, you know, he's hitting 300 on the season, six home runs. Like, he's a guy that can hit the ball over the fence. Yeah, great call. Um, I got nothing else, man. Like, I know we breezed through this one, which is good because it, it's kind of calmed me down from my NASCAR tilts a little bit. So <laughs> let's uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six more strikeouts on this slate. I think Gaussman is a lock. All right. I like that one. I'm going to go Plezik. Um, I just – this lineup is going to be it's, – it's, it's really banged up right now. Um, over 8K to score under 15. You got a bust of the day today? I really like all these guys, but uh, if I have to choose one, I'm going to go Ryu. All right. I like a lot of these guys too, but Javier is my least favorite of the group. I'm going to go with him. Um, over 4K to hit a home run? Uh, Fernando Tatis. Yeah, like lock. Like it's just yeah. a scheduled tweet. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Tucker. I, I think Kyle Tucker goes yard in this game. So I'm going to go with him. Um, under, under 4k to get two hits. Um, yeah, there's, there's some options down here for sure. There are, I'm going to go right back to that same Houston team. Brantley has been underpriced all year. He still is Michael Brantley. Right, yeah. Like he's the, he's your, he is the guy that, like, is your, like, defaulto cash game play on this slate. Um, 3.6K is just a little too cheap. Um, buy, I'm just trying to buy time. That's who I had, too. Um, you know what? Give me – I'm going to be way overweight on this team in general. Give me Steven Piscotti. Uh, you have a stack that's going to score six or more runs on this slate? Uh, San Diego. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Oakland. Like I said, I'm going to kind of be over on that team here. Um, just kind of, you know, I always build a lineup as we're going. Um, it's my like placeholder lineup until I actually dig in a little bit more in the morning. Um, and, you know, you just kind of look at it and looking up and down, um, I, I like the late games for bats way more than I like the early games. Obviously, we're going to have to see what the pitching situation ends up being in, in um, Tampa because that could free things up um, if it's not going to be Morton. But, um, yeah, this is an interesting slate, man. We get, we get started with a very interesting six-game Monday slate. Yeah, definitely. Tons of pitching, not a ton of offense outside of San Diego, who's going to be massive chalk. They are. They're going to – man, they're going to be really, really – popular on this slate and what's crazy it's 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 warranted um that that's you know the crazy part about it um you know you could be so different with your pitching on this slate i feel like there's so many different ways you know you could play scherzer you could play Gollin, you could play Pleasic, you could play gaussman you could play lamette you could make an argument for ryu if that yankees lineup isn't great so there is a bunch of different ways you can be different with pitcher um so it'd be interesting to see and like if you're stacking like San Diego, you could, you know, be different with paying up for Nola or playing Nola on Fandle like we talked about. So, fun slate. Keith, I appreciate it, man. You got any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, just keep an eye on that Tampa Bay situation. Morton isn't going more than 50, 60 pitches. Washington might be sneaky too. Yeah, and like, you know, even if Morton goes 50 pitches, like – 50 pitches for Charlie Morton could be three innings. Like the guy, like he'll struggle with command and walk people at times. So you're definitely going to have to see like what, if we get and like the Tampa Bay beat writers are always really good. Um, and, but if it's going to be like Trevor Richards, like he is someone that you is beatable. Um, he's someone that's beatable. So Washington could be in play. It's also going to depend on like what the Washington lineup looks like um, too. Um, you know, with Soto out, that, that lineup takes a huge hit with no Juan Soto. Like, there's no protection for Trey Turner. Yeah. All right, it's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Hope everyone had an awesome weekend. It's football week one week. Um, we got a ton of stuff going on here at Roto-Grinders. Make sure you guys just subscribe to the iTunes feeds over there. Um, you can see them right there on the Roto-Grinders podcast page. Also, make sure you guys subscribe to YouTube. We're going to have a ton of content this week. Content overload. Um, it's going to be so much great content. So, you know, we're getting it kicked off um, here with baseball. But like I said, make sure you guys are following Roto Grinders for all of our football stuff and, you know, basketball stuff. We've got a ton of stuff going on. So, hope everyone has an awesome, awesome Monday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again tomorrow.